This is the Common Sense Podcast presented by Tamar. I'm your host, Tamar Weinberg, founder and CEO of Tamar, and I will be talking to people of all walks of life who have suffered adversity and overcome to rise above the ashes and now make self-care and wellness an absolute priority. Hey everybody, super excited bringing in episode 57 of the Common Sense Podcast, and this one is going to be a different one. The reason why is Common Sense Podcast really talks about stories of transformation, stories of career shifts, stories about self-care. And while we're not going to drop that at all in this particular podcast, this particular podcast, I connected with Ryan. He is actually in the fragrance world. We connected in a completely different environment. I was super excited. He started his own thing. I started my own thing. We align, the stars align for us in that front. And I think that there's a really good opportunity for us to talk about our journeys, uh, learn about Ryan's journey. I certainly don't know it yet. I've seen his stuff. It's been amazing. He's going to share that. So thank you so much for coming. Hi. Yes. Uh, thanks for having me on here. Yeah. Where so, are you uh, physically? Tell, tell me a little bit more about that and what you do and who you are. Excuse me. I have my, uh, my one-year-old back here. She's, she's doing good just eating. <laughs> um, so we're from Cottonwood, Arizona. So we are about 15 miles uh, east of Sedona, which okay. a lot of people know more about than Cottonwood. So we're in the desert, which is, is nice because uh, we get lots of cool desert rains and uh, it's just it's a good time. Yeah. Cool. And tell me, what do you do? What do you do? Because, you know, you work in the fragrance world. So tell me a little more about that. Okay. So in the fragrance world, I am the founder and perfumer of Broken Anatomy Perfumes. Um, and I say perfumer. I haven't gone to perfume school, and I'm self-trained. So I'm, I'm more of a perfume artist, I guess. I wouldn't say official perfumer by trade. Um, but uh, needless to say, you know, I do enjoy creating things that are kind of off the wall and different as well. I started reviewing fragrances in 2017, and um, I really just wanted to, I guess, expand on that. Um, I kind of got bored of it and you know, ran into some personal issues in my own life. And I thought, you know, I need to change. And I, I think I have the tools to do this. And, um, you know, w one thing I learned in the perfume school that I was watching online um, was that, you know, if you want to do it, you can. And, and that's the only requirements is that you want to do it and you have the passion for it. So that's really it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we've, we've been, we've been around for about a year. Um, and well, sorry, <laughs> we, we launched last November, but I've been around working on this for about the past year. Uh, so it's been it's been a while in the making. Uh, we've we've really officially only been in business since November of last year. November so we're pretty new. 2019 or November 2020? Uh, 20, sorry. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Because I had saw, I've seen your stuff and I was I, I've been very, pretty impressed. I mean, you you have. You check his packaging out. It's just, it's so cool. It's like hieroglyphic-y. It's like, it's really, it's, it's cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, cool. thanks. Yeah, you know, my story is very, uh, you don't know my story, so I'll share it here. Um, I don't know. I wasn't into like fragrance and fragrance reviews at all. At all. It, it was just sort of fell into my lap. You know, as a father, I guess you'll relate. But maybe, I don't know if you know, you, you probably, I mean, you might, you might not. But um, having children, I have four. And I, okay. I fell into a postpartum depression after the birth of my first one, but I didn't really have the awareness of it until finally, like, I hit a rock bottom, basically due to other things that kind of uh, external influences that kind of, like, really kind of, uh, I don't know, seized my depression and made it a lot worse. And uh, the one thing that saved my mm -hmm. life was perfume. Perfume cha changed me. Perfume wow. saved me. 
and I said to myself, I want to do something in perfume. I want to launch a perfume brand specifically because I wanted to help people um, kind of sure. figure out sense to make it. It's not about wearing it for other people, but wearing it for yourself, which I'm sure you completely identify with. I'm sure you understand that 100%. A lot mm -hmm. of people do. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, you know, I would say the majority of people do it because they want it for other other people. You could see that in the in the fragrance world. Everyone's like, "Oh, what should I wear if I want to go on a date with this person?" <laughs> you know, and it's this. I right. don't think it's about that. I don't think it should be about that. It should be about doing it because you want to wake up in the morning and you want to make concentrated effort to accomplish something throughout the day. And if things get difficult, especially when like. For me, I'm working out and I actually take the opportunity to sniff my wrists because it grounds me in that mm -hmm. moment. When you're when I'm like sitting there and I have like 170 beats per minute in my heart rate. Like that's things that <laughs> a philosophy that people don't really take. And I think right. I think it's important to kind of reset yourself and even when the going gets tough. So uh that that's my story and that's kind of where I did it. But you in the in the way you did it, you're like, no most people I don't think there's very few people that really can get the training to become a perfumer, like unless they're like working as an apprentice at like, apprentice at a, at one of these uh, perfume shops. Mm -hmm. You do have to be self-trained. Like you do have to figure it out. And for me, I don't have the patience for that, so I outsource that part. Yeah, right on. Yeah, cool. Well, um, yeah, I, I would love to like learn a little bit about like I mean, you know, you came from that that space. What were your What was your life like before that? What were you doing before you went into this whole per, uh, perfume thing in the fragrance world? Like, what did you train in officially, like school-wise and all these things? So in 2011, started as a part-time firefighter, and that's kind of where my life took off from, you know, leaving home, not being a kid anymore, um, you know, going to college. And I got married in 2011 as well to my wife, Liberty. And uh, she's pretty much seen me through my whole fire career. And um, I'd say that's that's where a lot of the brokenness sort of came from in my own life was was just seeing it in other people. Um, you see neglect and abuse and, you know, car accidents with, you know, children and young adults that lose their lives, you know, right in front of you. And you see, you see the brokenness around you that's really hidden from a lot of people. And I really think that I wanted to kind of exemplify that and say, look, it's okay. It's okay that we're all broken, um, but we're never lost. And, and that's what's on my coin, you know, always yeah. broken, never lost. Yeah. Because um, we're not. We're not lost. We all have a divine purpose. And that's what I want my perfume to kind of remind people of and say, hey, you know, we do have a greater purpose. And that's what that's where the stories come from in my perfume. You know, Burnt Remedy, um, Chasing Memories, Brain Dance. They all sort of have their own different stories and feelings um, that come to the table. And so that's that's kind of our philosophy is just being one with everybody and being honest and open and saying, Hey, you know, we're right here with you. We're going through this life together and let's do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a big alignment with like, you know, tomorrow. So like one of the, for the perfume that I ended up calling intense, which was appropriately mm -hmm. named in the end of the day, it was going to be called flawed. I still probably am going to have a flawed perfume, but, okay. but the, it's a smoky, it's a smokiness, you know, as, as a firefighter, I guess you have that appreciation. <laughs> um, but it, it is sure. pretty intense. So my mother, for example, she, she will, she's like, that's way too intense for me. But a lot of people, <laughs> it, it works, it works out very well. Right. You know, the whole idea is that it's supposed to, the, the, the names of my perfumes right now, it's, it's quirky and intense and hopefully we'll go out and go get more. But it's about embodying the fact that we're not perfect and to appreciate who mm -hmm. we are and to appreciate that through the experience of like, you know, for me, percent, you know, it was said. So sure. it's, it's, it's totally like, it's, it's great, you know, that you have, you know, that, that 
that it's, that's important. I don't think a lot of these perfumes don't have these stories. They don't really talk about it's all it's all the external stuff, the seduction, the sexualization. Mm-hmm. So, and you're like, sure. I've seen your products. I've, I've I follow you on Instagram. Like you know that marketing is that you and I take. It's very different. I think it's about time that the industry gets disrupted in this way. It starts to feel that you know you could feel like just remember, remi- you know, get remember who you are. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's exactly what it comes down to with us is remembering who you are. And, um, and, you know, for us, we are, we're a Christian brand. And, you know, I don't really advertise that on my Instagram. But, you know, for us, it's remembering who God is and who we are, and or who he is in our lives, you know, and, and with that brokenness, you know, we are whole in him as well, right. um, which is, it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, we don't, we, of course, we don't push yeah, we don't push that on others, of course, but you know that's just our own personal feeling aside from the brand. Yeah, no, listen, I'm I'm Jewish. I totally get it. And like the the sure. philosophy of like you know we we're made we're created in God's image is is never lost upon me. You know we we're here, and I like to think you know the best part. I I I could never have agreed like aligns with that whole philosophy until like I felt like every the best parts of you like lie ahead. And then I finally hit that and hit that stride and I'm in my thirties and all of a sudden like things go, Oh my God. And it's starting to come together, but you got to believe that there's potential there. And I think that there's opportunity in due time that you do hit that, that moment where you're like, yeah, that this, this is me. And you know what? I am, I, I am as perfect as I can be. And I, I have, uh, you know, I appreciate mm-hmm. exactly who, how I was made and I'm going to make the best of what it's, what's in front of me. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you talk about like your whole story and how you've kind of gone to this. And I know I talk like a big part of the the podcast in general talks about like transformation. My transformation came from the experience of scent. Just curious if you have anything that kind of aligns with this whole story and stuff like that. I know we kind of like met in a completely different environment and this podcast is expected to be different, but I'm curious to know if you have like a a defining moment where it it all comes together and that's sort of where you're coming from with your uh, philosophical philosophical approach toward uh the fragrance that you've had and the like where all that comes from because i assume that there is like there is an adversity story that kind of defines your your start with why as simon sinek the author uh says in his book like your why so Mm -hmm. just just curious to hear from you about that yeah um absolutely and so starting out uh reviewing perfumes and stuff um you know i was i was gradually writing poetry taking photos meeting new people all over the world and just kind of getting more prideful about myself and who i was and who i thought i was it led me to make some bad decisions, you know, professionally and personally. Basically, you know, I was giving up my wife, my kids, my house, really everything. And and it came really close to that. Um, fortunately, you know, I, I, I worked it out with my wife and, and we kind of got to the root of all of it and, you know, what was going on for me mentally. And I, I started going to counseling and uh, getting help for some of that. You know, some of it was drinking. Um, some of it was um, just, you know, relationship sort of stuff with my wife. And, um, you know, all along, she was always steadfast. And God was too, of course. But, you know, Liberty, she was always, always steadfast and patient, even when she, you know, thought I was messing up. And, you know, at the very bottom, you know, she had a choice to make where she could have, she could have um, given up on me. This, this was before the brand, of course. But she could have given up on me uh, personally and didn't, you know, she could have left our marriage, but didn't. And um, she forgave the man that I was and, you know, gave me a chance to be the man that I'm supposed to be 
And that's not under my own power because I can't do that under my own power. If it's under my own power, I'll turn back into the same person I was. So it was that that sort of pretty much almost losing everything and then not only getting her back and my family back, but getting this new brand uh, with her. You know, we're doing this together as a team now and getting this getting this brand back or not back, but getting getting more back than I than I had before was just such a such a huge uh, turning point in my life because you know now I'm not just reviewing sense and writing poetry for people who mostly don't even appreciate it um, but now I'm actually doing something and I'm doing something that's not only benefiting you know my my craving to create art um, but it's benefiting you know a private company who uh, pretty much rescues human trafficking. Victims. Oh wow, that's amazing! Yeah, talk um, more about that. Yeah, and so and so all together, you know, w- with all that, we have this brand. We don't really make a lot of money off of it, but um, w- with all that happening, my my point of this brand now, and people ask me all this all the time, what's what's your legacy? What or not? What's your legacy? But what what's the purpose of your brand? I say, well, my purpose is to leave a legacy for my kids and for everyone that gets to experience our family and the stories we're telling um, and so that's if anything that's the purpose of the brand if there's a monetary purpose i'd say we get to go travel the world someday um you know at least a couple times with this brand and and use it to actually see the world that we're put in but yeah and, and so that's that's kind of how it all ties together to that story i don't want to go too specific and do it but yeah the um to answer your question the our rescue which is Operation Underground Railroad. They're a company that works with law enforcement worldwide. And Operation Underground Railroad, they are a, an organization, um, nonprofit, I believe. And yeah, they run strictly off donations. And they work with uh, FBI and private law enforcement agencies to uh, rescue human trafficked children or human trafficking victims and children alike. Uh, and put them in uh, better homes. And of course, they um, pursue charges against the perpetrators. And so, you know, I found that through a uh, clothing launch. I was kind of participating in a couple of years ago. I bought a few shirts from them and all the money was donated to this company. I was like, man, that's so cool that they do this. And then of course, when I was in church, our pastor was talking about multiplying what we're given, not just adding or subtracting from it. And I thought, man, that's that's so cool. And that's that applies to the brand right there. Like, I need to be doing something that's multiplying our brand. It's not adding to it like, oh, let's go take a million trips, you know, or subtracting from it. Let's go buy all the stuff because we're making money. And, you know, it's actually multiplying our purpose, meaning it's multiple purposes in one. And so it's adding much more depth and meaning to our legacy and also helping out with that cause. So it's, it's really cool to be a part of and to, to be able to do this. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm so, that's, that's very cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's funny talking about, you know, the struggles that you kind of went through in your marriage. Like, I, I also, like I said, you know, there's so many, align- there's so much alignment with like your story and my story. Like when I hit my rock bottom, I, I was definitely, I was dependent upon an individual who's not in my immediate family. Uh, emotionally, like I was drawn into helping an individual 
the external individual outside the family. And I became addicted to the high of feeling like I could do that. And it certainly mm-hmm. had a it certainly had a negative impact on me where I was sure. neglecting my family. My husband would go on trips. My children would go on trips with my husband and I would stay behind because of this desire not to like I was feeling more satisfied on the other side. And why? I don't know why. I guess for me personally, mm-hmm. I latch on and become vulnerable to solving emotional challenges. And I felt sure. like there was always that happen. And it's it's a dangerous, it's a, it's a slippery slope for me personally. But I would say, mm-hmm. you know, my husband could have easily walked away. My fa- like my whole family knew it. It wasn't just his family. My parents told me you mm-hmm. need to you need to focus on your husband. You need to focus on your kids. And they're hundred percent right. But I wasn't really of the headspace to do that because yeah. the depression was really robbing me. And the visibility, I had visibility into it, but I didn't have like the, there just was no desire. It's very hard. But then that, that moment when perfume kind of changed that, it was like, yeah. hey, I'll become a better version of myself. And ever since then, it's just, it, the rest is history. There's nothing to do with like, yeah. but that also ended the, that relationship ended in a very, very, very bad way, uh, which brought me into a lower head space for a while. But then eventually the perfume saved me from that. So I fell into this hole. Mm-hmm. I, I was climb. I was already in a hole. I was sort of climbing out, and it's like being stepped on mm-hmm. when you're like halfway up the off the hole. That's why I like to mm-hmm. link in it too. And it's hard. It was definitely difficult, but I would say sure. uh, thanks to the experience of, of knowing all my five senses and actually appreciating all my five senses, which I don't think we all do. I think everybody has the mm-hmm. opportunity, the ability to unravel and to unleash that that fifth sense if they could only like you know give it give give a little bit of thought into it so easy you know we take it for granted all the time but i think it could change everybody and that's what that's that's how i feel anyhow absolutely yeah wow and yeah i can relate to that for sure yeah you know right right, right along those same lines and that's how a lot of that stuff starts is is that feeling of being needed and um having purpose and you know even maybe a feeling of your own spouse not understanding you and feeling understood by this other person more um so it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just saying, you know, I can definitely relate to that. And that's how a lot of my problems started, too, um, was that exact same way. Um, but, of course, you know, it was in the perfume industry. Um, so it wasn't really it wasn't really something where I came into perfume and, and I got relief from it. It was kind of the problem. Um, and there had to be a huge step back and, you know, reorganizing of my priorities and my thought process and, you know, you know, I, I totally understand how you go from being on this high to being so depressed and feeling so useless and trapped, um, like you're you're the only person in the world and you can't really tell anybody your your secrets. And you know, thankfully, like I said, my wife, you know, she was strong enough to pull that out of me and to handle it, you know, responsibly and gently, because she could see it on my face. I, I would come home and I'd, I'd break down and. Um, I'd have to make up a lie, you know, I couldn't tell her why I was, but yeah, she knew, she knew once I told her the truth about everything, she, she wasn't really surprised. Yeah. Um, and and so explain that a little more because you say it comes from the fragrance industry. So, well, I I don't want to explain it too much in detail because, um, you know, it involves people, other people and still in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I just don't want to, I don't want to slander them at all. But, you know, I, I learned a very important lesson, too, and, you know, through that other person, which was interesting because I, in that, in that year-long uh, relationship with that person, I kind of trained myself, and I, I was already a little bit like this, but I trained myself to really pity myself 
a lot more than I ever had. And, you know, after, after ending all that and, and trying to heal, I noticed I was still doing it to Liberty. And then I was like, man, what, what's wrong with me, you know? And, and, and this wasn't something that was to my attention until, you know, we kind of got into the word and, you know, Liberty would say, Hey, you know, having pity on yourself this heavily is just as bad as being prideful. It's an, it's another form of pride. It's just the opposite. And, you know, she's absolutely right. And, and so, you know, instead of spending days on end feeling sorry for myself, or if she's telling me how I'm feeling, instead of feeling sorry for myself or how she's feeling, you know, acknowledging her feelings and saying, hey, you know, I understand. I'm here for you, even though I did this. And, and that ultimately has been the biggest challenge um, since then. Yeah. But, well, I, like, I like that quote. I really like that quote, what she said. I think that you're right. I mean, pity is totally not the way you want to perceive your life and it's it's it, it builds ruminations i i like to always think you know i've had people come up to me ever since i've talked about how i overcame depression not that i'm at all qualified to get people to get over depression but you know i have mm-hmm. to, i'm like where, where does depression really start when i start to look back at my life because i've been depressed more than once in my life mm-hmm. and it starts with rumination. It starts with the way you see things. It's all about mindset. The word mindset, mm-hmm. like these days people are like, maybe that's like a cliche, but like, it's not. It's all about mindset. Yesterday, uh, I will say right now, point blank, it's March 4th. Yesterday, March 3rd was the one year anniversary that my community fell into a quarantine. We were the first country, we were the first city in the United States that has actually hit, um, has hit, had, had a community wide quarantine. Two weeks later, the rest of our state did, and then the rest of like the country started to follow. And wow. I was in, I was, I was featured for an NBC uh, news segment last night, and the woman, like the, I, I spoke to them for forty-five minutes. They ended up taking like ten seconds of my quotes, but like the point was, <laughs> you know, of course that's how that happens. Sometimes they talk to you for sure. five minutes, but this time they talked to me for like forty-five minutes, and they took two minutes out or so. But whatever it is, right. like the whole thing was like it's mindset. COVID could have totally been a complete, like, I, I'm, I'm very vulnerable to having, having had COVID do, like, if I was in a bad, a worse mental mind, if I had a bad mental mindset, this totally could have devastated me because I know that I'm vulnerable that way. Mm-hmm. But it was about mm-hmm. preparing myself mentally. I read a lot of books. Robin Sharma is probably one of my favorite authors for this. And I was in that di- a different headspace. And it's, it again, again, it comes down to mindset. It really does. And very, mm-hmm. very difficult to do, though. It is very difficult, especially in the moment. You really, it has to, it has to define and it has to permeate you and you have to believe it and getting yourself to believe. You might need an external physical factor. It's not about the mental. So that's why I say, you know, use fragrance as a, as a means of mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I discovered was, you know, with, with the self-care stuff going around, um, and, and I totally understand that. And, and for me, uh, personally, you know, it was actually easier for me to get over my depression and stuff when I took my focus off myself and put it on God and my wife. And, and this is just relating to that, not saying, you know, it's it's wrong to take care of yourself oh, or to, no, to do those things. Not, and that's the most not absolutely thing. what I'm saying. Yeah, no, it is the most important thing. But in order to do that, you have to, you have, like, you did have to put focus. Like, sometimes it works. It doesn't, you know, some people, I couldn't be a better better parent without being without focusing on myself so it, it started it had sure. to start with from within which i think you you recognize but you focus you prioritize absolutely that's, that's 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 important well exactly i mean you have to stop your own bleeding before you can stop someone else's i mean it's and, and that's just the thing you, you can't you can't really be worth anything to your kids if you're not worth anything to yourself it's it's yeah. it's just how it is 
and and there's no way around that and that's that's okay and so you know i was always so inwardly focused in my life and so to to kind of step back and say wait it's not about me you know it's not my responsibility you know if i focus on my family and taking care of them and of course you know learning as much as i can from my father uh, god then you know, I don't have to. I don't have to have the burden of making myself happy because I just naturally will be. And that—that that has been the biggest gift that I've been given through through the despair of, you know, that whole year. Uh, was realizing that, um, and it took a lot. You know, I would I would go on drives and just cry, and and not know why. You know, and then, you know, think about ways to end my life. And you know, I never did anything, never made plans, but you know. It was it was just such a low point, and to so so to think back then and then think now, you know, what's around me. I just I'm just so thankful to be surrounded by you know my family and friends like you, and you know this brand that can keep reminding me that you know I'm always broken, but I'm never lost. Yeah, yeah, you do have a community, and that's the thing. You know, I I really especially now. In the last 365 days, community has been such an important and integral part of my survival. I think for so sure. many people, I think they need the community. We don't, and I'm not talking about like, you know, I'm talking about specifically like the fragrance community online. I'm talking about, you know, I, I, I feel, I, I emphasize, I sympathize with the people who aren't online because I think that's the way. I know the sanity that we really get, especially in these hard times. So having that mm -hmm. friend circle, as superficial as they are or whatever, it, like I was reading an article a few weeks ago. I don't remember where it came from. Maybe, I don't know. But this woman was, was actually uh, mulling over like these social acquaintances that we kind of have. You know, like, for example, mm -hmm. when you're online at Starbucks and you always have this one person in front of you, like you'll never you might, in, you know, you might exchange pleasantries, but it means very nothing. And mm -hmm. but it does mean something because now you don't have that. You're like, oh, I wish I had those pleasantries for with this random right. stranger. And like, thankfully, even <laughs> right. when, like online, like the way you the way you say it, like, you know, these people that I have online com communications with, I think. Even though it's not the same, the context is completely digital. It's the written word. I think we've already figured out how to like replace that, or not replace that, but supplement that for the time being temporarily. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. You know, you you go so long without seeing people, and you, you almost wonder if you don't see other people alive, are you alive? Like it's it's sort of a weird psychological thing. Like if you don't see, if you don't interact with people, you sort of doubt your your own existence. It's it's crazy. You know, we were created to be around other people. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's an interesting it's an interesting dynamic for sure. So I want to ask you because you talked about self care to some degree. I want to ask you about your self care regimen. Well, I don't really have a regimen of self care. Mostly, I, I just, you know, when I can remember or have the motivation, you know, in, in the morning, I'll read my Bible and, you know, I'll try and usually, uh, one, you know, I, I'm a musician too. Um, so I, I love, I just put my drums away because, you know, our kids are taking up more room, but I love playing guitar and, and that's one way that I sort of get my frustration and my, my feelings out. Um, but yeah, I don't really have a regimen. Uh, specifically for self-care but you know just taking care of others and um, 
you know, focusing on the things that I love to do, that sort of makes me feel good and confident about myself and, you know, makes me feel healthy, I suppose, (laughs) especially emotionally and mentally healthy. Yeah. The experience of scent really can help so much. And I think people just don't benefit Mm -hmm. from that. Also, like a lot of people like, oh, essential oils, that's just good, good enough. But when you go in a room, you forget that it's there. But if you take your wrist and you put it to your nose, yeah. and it, you know, obviously, eventually, you'll it'll it won't be as potent uh, for the first like unless you try it again in a few hours or something like that. And that's what people mm-hmm. don't realize. You can hold it on your body the whole entire day. It changes everything. Oh, it does absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, 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 I, I'm I'm really trying. It's it's so it's trying so hard to disrupt this environment. It's so difficult. <laughs> you know that. You understand. I mean, it's also yeah. like, I'm small. We're all, we're both small, very niche, very indie. We're, we're, we're getting out there, right? Trying to break a mold, trying to change the way mm-hmm. people look at things. In due time, we should band together and just like, you know, like take, take our, you know, we'll get in a big, big truck and we'll, we'll drive down that, that close fence of all the, the big, the big brands. But uh, yeah, yeah, eventually I have to, I have to figure it out. I have to, I'm still working on, on, I'm actually finding some of my messaging because it's not reflecting what we're talking about. And I think that that's important because everyone's like, oh, you're in such a saturated space. But I'm, no, I'm not in a saturated space because it's a completely different way of looking at the saturated space. And that's the difference. Mm-hmm. And I think you and I are very, very aligned in that. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. All right. So let me let me let me just end with one final question. And I hope it's going to be fun for you. What mm-hmm. I would say is if you could tell an earlier version of Ryan one thing, what would you tell him? I would, I would tell him to... Stay humble and I guess give him the advice that, you know, pride is the one thing that can bring a man down. And so please don't let yourself get too prideful no matter what happens in life. Be humble, be giving, and understand that God's always there. And, you know, if you mess up, you know, you are forgiven. But at the same time, you know, pride can ruin a man. So don't let that ruin you because it almost ruined me a couple of years ago. Yeah, I I hear you. I look back on some of those mistakes when I had too much pride and too much ego, and then I crashed afterwards. And then I look back and I'm like, now I don't even want to like self promote. (laughs) It's a totally different, different life, Mm -hmm. you know, where you stay in life. Mm -hmm. Forget it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what would be yours? I don't know. It's funny. No one's ever asked me that. Uh, Don't overthink anything. Just do it. I, I, you know, when it came to my perfume. I, you know, I had a lot of hesitations, a lot of hesitations in just progressing in life and doing things. And nowadays I am all about, you know, I, I'm reading a lot of books that say you'll regret the decisions you've never made. So I make a lot of decisions mm-hmm. and if I regret, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, the, the regret, I, I don't want to, I don't want to look back and mm-hmm. say, I wish I did that. I'd rather say, I wish I, you mm-hmm. know, I'll, I'll never say, I wish I didn't do it. I wish I didn't spend mm-hmm. that much money on something, you know, maybe, no, not really, because at least I'll have the experience to speak to. Sure. Maybe if somebody ends sure. up asking me in the next 57 episodes, I will have a different answer <laughs> because I have to get a little varied here. But I think, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's all about like looking back and regretting. I don't want to have regret. Mm-hmm. I don't even, even the mistakes that I've made, I mean, I, I almost mm-hmm. in a way I regret having to let myself be vulnerable and exploited like this. But if I wasn't like that, I would just be like, you know, somebody who's a woman who like, you know, wakes up, goes to work, goes to bed, does her thing. And now like, yeah, I mean, we all do that, but now I feel like more fulfilled and now I feel like I'm potentially fulfilling. Like I, I really, I, I'm, I'm very mission driven. Maybe I could change the world. 
And sure. so I'm glad that the, those mistakes were made and I, I don't know if I have regrets. Cool. I just want to, I want people to know where to find you. So tell me okay. a little bit about that. So I do a lot of my, uh, my daily, my, my day in day out posting on Instagram. So if you want to follow how my day is going, um, that sort of stuff, I'm on Instagram, broken anatomy perfumes. And then, uh, our website is uh, brokenanatomyperfumes.com, And, uh, we do most of our shipping through there, our sales through there. And then uh, we are also indoor perfumes in Glendale, California uh, for in-store uh, pickup. So if you are in California, you can sample us at Door Perfumes in Glendale, California. Um, but we do sell sample sets online and uh, feel free to order one of those. They come with a cool challenge coin to remind you of everything I just talked about and have our first three cents. So we just launched Burnt Remedy yesterday, so we're really excited to finally. She's excited about it too. Yeah, she's very excited. Awesome. So, I, uh, I didn't realize your store is like it's far away. So if I ever want to like visit you, I won't find you. You won't be there. Yeah, it's far away from me too. It's okay. It's about a six and a half, seven hour drive. It's right, uh, right by Los Angeles. So. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, thank you for that. I hopefully I'll get to meet you someday. And, yeah, one day. Um, but we should talk you know, about you have... touch and figure it, figure it all out together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Story of entrepreneurs, so, strength in numbers, baby. That's right. Cool. Well, I'm I'm happy to support you in any way, and I hope we can we can continue to do that together. We can pave that thank you. the way forward together. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, I appreciate you, that. All right, we'll talk soon. Okay, okay, sounds good. All right, thanks again. Thank you all again for tuning in. This is your host, Tamar Weinberg of the Common Sense Podcast. Till next time, 